Might as well. Might as well just get up in there. And make so everybody say. wait. Wait forever. Right. How, how long? How long do you? How long do you intend to make these guys wait? Until forever. 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 <laughs> I'm trying to get this. So just so everybody knows who's uh, who's watching, who's been waiting this whole time, we mm-hmm. experienced some technical mm-hmm. difficulties to the point where By well technical difficulties he means his webcam got webcam got messed up. Everything got messed up. We had to start over mm-hmm. from scratch. Yeah, uh, you had to like re-download or do updates and for this program that we use. So and and by the way, for my webcam's now not working, the one that I normally use, so you have to look at this front-facing version of me until I can figure that out. But <laughs> all, all the everything all was yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> Let me see. Actually, oh no, I, I can't even mess with that. That's like the this is like the first thing I noticed from the different camera angle was that your lighting is like different, so it like gives you like a more shadowed look. <laughs> I look whiter on this one, I think. Right? Do I look a little bit whiter on this? Like a paler. I look like I like whiter, as in like uh... <laughs> higher credit credit score. Yeah, that's pretty much what I'm saying. Yeah, and you know, no, it's... I thought you meant I thought you meant wide. Oh yeah, I look like that too. <laughs> I said wider with a higher credit score. The, uh, off a to a one. good start as far as uh, <laughs> racial intolerance goes. Yeah, uh, uh, oh, man. But yeah, we lost the. Oh, thank you, Mike. He said my head is freaking huge. I mean, that's why now you know why I use this other camera most of the time. Um, they. Uh, yeah, I went to we went to boot it up today, and it was telling me that the Twitch needed to be. I guess they updated OBS, and then uh, I ha- so or that it had to. I had to run updates on my end to catch up to it, and when I did that, it scrapped all my data, and then when I booted it back up, everything was just gone. So that's why we're getting a an ultra late start so uh, we won't even let's let's not banter v get let's get into what what your what your top or what your uh you know you you like to start the show and i like when you start the show because it takes the burden off of me a little bit so what what (laughs) what do you have in store for us today what do you have to discuss i actually had um i had some interesting thoughts on some things and i wanted to like start a little bit of a discussion we had talked the other day you you sent me something I forget what it was maybe it was like a meme or something, and then you said yeah because witches are trying to hex the moon right now, and, <laughs> and I, I like I had I was taken aback because I thought what like like what like like uh, Harry Potter <laughs> like these Harry Potter wannabes but then I remember there's that you know I mean I guess it's a religion of uh, of witches these Wiccans right right and they. Um, they sort of follow this sort of, uh, I don't know, Lovecraftian, what have you, <laughs> what have you. And right. so um, I'm kind of like intrigued because I, I think more or less it, it brought up a lot of questions for me when you told me that. And like I, I kind of left it at that when we when you first told me because I thought it would be a good idea to bring it up on the show. And so I kind of wanted you to describe to me or give me like an explanation of like, first of all, like why – 
are these witches <laughs> hexing the moon and what purpose does that serve and like um in the end like what exactly are they trying to achieve here and then like you know um what does it entail <laughs> what does it entail of them hexing the moon okay i guess this would probably be a really good question for uh Out dave outlandish but uh since you're all i got and you were the one that mentioned it the <laughs> other day <laughs> i'm the last resort for uh useful information <laughs> yeah so maybe you can um fill me in on what exactly it because it just sounds ludicrous when you said they're hexing the moon <laughs> it just sounded ludicrous to me and i thought what the heck dude is like what so yeah you know go ahead and uh give me a little insight on that there you, boss. It, it dawned on me just now uh with the i wonder if i can do it now because i realized that you were on this on the skype right uh, you were looking at that camera, so I wonder if maybe it didn't want to. Oh, yeah. looky, yes. look what happened! Regular size yeah. head Tom is back. Um, you figured it out. Yeah, what it was. It yeah, see, this is the up, bro. this is the sort of crap that I'm not used to. I think you know what also yeah. happened is I. I'm taking the top. I'm taking the subject back from you. <laughs> like you had this whole good setup for me, and I'm like, no, I'm going to talk about these technical difficulties. Gosh darn it! I had also uh, run Spybot Search and Destroy, and then the Windows uh, Defender thing too, because of the computer kept freezing or whatever. I'm like, let me run this crap and make sure I don't have virus, uh, and make get rid of all the spyware just in case that's what's causing these problems. Right. And it it. When that happens, you know, it scraps a lot of your settings and it con it confuses a lot of the programs that you have set up certain ways and all that crap. And uh, that, I think, also contributed to this mess. So right. yeah. we're good. We're good now. And that's why Skype had us on the um, had had you looking at that webcam and whatever. Anyways, yes. Hexing the moon. So and the the funniest thing is you don't even need me because i shared the um i believe i t retweeted the the chick who uh had explained the whole scenario so there's nothing that i know really but we can have a lot of fun with it because it's such a silly uh thing that's happening uh, and and i'm like a total novice at witchcraft like i don't know much about it and anytime i try to get a witch on the show they're always like oh no you guys sure do <laughs> yeah. talk a lot of you say some horrible things about literally everybody who comes on your show um mm. especially yakov who's in the chat by the way so i can say that nice. uh <laughs> but the this chick um or i'm sorry this this chick had nothing to do with it what happened was on tiktok they have like this mm. Um, this gathering of witches, which a coven, right? That's the name of a gathering of witches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. they have. Yeah, I've seen the movie with the, <laughs> that one hot chick. What's her name? Ah, oh, what is that hot girl? She was in the craft too. Remember that? Remember the craft? Well, I thought she that's like what you were first... talking about. She was like the original goth movie chick. She was like are you talking about the chick, chick from? Are, are you talking about uh, Nev Campbell? No, no, it's not, it's not Nev, Nev Campbell. Campbell. She's it's she's a, in that movie chick. as well. She was like a short haired. The one that like I, the one from uh, Waterboy. Is she in Waterworld? No, Waterboy. Remember, she's the one that. Yes, uh, Waterboy. Yes, yeah, yeah. it was the girl in Waterboy. Yeah, it's the same girl. Yeah. I yeah, she's. Her name, uh, but... Yeah, I don't know her name. I don't think I ever did yeah. know her name. She's hot. 
the <laughs> but they uh, you were <laughs> like I've seen that movie and it's like the craft and I thought maybe you were talking about the coven and the craft I'm like I thought you were talking about the craft originally but yeah okay so you get where I'm going with that but there's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a digital coven of witches on TikTok and of all places and they've come together and what they do is they do these um, they basically pull stuff from you know Discord servers. Uh, for of, of like witch, witchcraft Discord servers and Tumblr posts and stuff about how to do hexes and and all this crazy stuff and they're doing them and uh, they're all like I got the teenagers right <laughs> the, the teenage witch <laughs> and um, but they're like yeah. so inexperienced and yes uh, uh, Yakov he he said the girl from American History X that's who we're talking about uh, yes but her name is. Uh... I just saw it right now. It's uh, I know it's a little off top. Far- Faruza Balk is her name. Wow, that I would have never. You could have given me a hundred yeah. years. I never would have guessed that name. I would have never guessed it. She's it's Farsi apparently. Her name is Farsi. Oh. So she's like a she's a Habib. Oh jeez, <laughs> that explains a lot. Um. A, a, an Arab. <laughs> I love how that's like the racial epithet for anybody in the Middle East is Arab. It's just classic. Or there was Haji. That was always the popular <laughs> yeah, one. Haji. Yeah, Named after the, the kid from Johnny Quest. And, yeah. uh. That's right. But, yeah, these Indian. kids. <laughs> he was Indian. Well, it's the same thing, you know? Yeah, like a, a darkish or whatever, and they wear stuff on their head. Um, that covers pretty much the, that whole region. But they're going on to TikTok and they're doing these hexes, right? right. And we know, right. like anybody who's probably over the age of 21, I this is like, that's like the cutoff age for me. At that point, you pretty much know that hexes and spells, they come back on you. So when these witches do these hexes on people and curses and stuff... It comes back on them, and they know it. And that's why a lot of these witches um, and these folks have been doing, like, positive stuff. Because they want that to come back on them threefold. But they forget that, like, the big thing with witches is whatever you do negative to somebody comes back on you three times negative. So, really? Oh, yeah, I remember I remember uh, Dave Outlandish saying that. Yeah. He mentioned that when we, I think, when we first had him. Probably. And the yeah. the funny thing is, it's it makes a lot of sense now, looking back, I'm sure you'll be able to think, any movie or whatever, or cartoon uh, witches and the fairy tale mm-hmm. witches, they were all haggard, right? They were all like yeah, yeah, real yeah. ugly, especially the evil ones. They're real ugly. And then like the nice ones, they were super pretty. So like, it kind of like, it shows that dichotomy between what they look like based on the types of spells that they cast. And right. so these kids, they don't remember that because they're too young and they don't they don't pay attention. And all they think is, oh, I can do witchy shit and I can go and I can make this girl's hair fall out. And then next thing you know, they're bald. <laughs> and uh, nobody ever suspects it because we're to a point where we're in this like sci- this modern scientific society where when they do something horrible to somebody or they cast they hex somebody. And then a couple years later, they get leukemia. They're like, oh, it must have been the pollution or video games you know you know like they'll blame it on some other thing not realizing that oh it was probably because i put a hex on donald trump that he would get 
you know, <laughs> coronavirus or whatever. You know, like something. That's what they're doing, too, is they're doing all these hexes on uh, people in politics, which is like the biggest waste uh, as far as I'm concerned. Because politics you can change through just activism, right? Like you can get out and you can encourage people to... Uh, you, through normal means like you know you get out you campaign for people if it's really like that big of a deal gather your witch friends and hit the road with picket signs or whatever don't start casting spells on nerds in Washington because who cares and then uh, so that's what they're doing and now it's gotten so crazy that they're they're hexing the moon uh, and the sun was next was was next on their list of targets uh, they were going to hex the sun. <laughs> and the oh problem God. that these witches, like all these other witches, are very upset uh, that somebody would hex the moon because these, like, again, this is difficult for me to talk to without laughing or making snarky remarks because it's so ridiculous. All these celestial bodies have uh, Greek mythological... Um, gods and goddesses attached to them right 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 right, right and right. Yeah. the moon i i want to say the sun because i don't know specifically so don't chew me out TikTok tween witches uh it was like the moon uh was i, I want to say apollo but i don't think that's right i think apollo is attached to the sun and then there was one that was attached to the moon but they all have like Athena? who Athena? i don't think so i don't remember Athena and apollo are sun who is Apollo's brother? Apollo has a sister. Who's his sister? Athena. Well, maybe it was Athena. Anyways, it was somebody who was related to the to this Apollo character. You know what? That might be it. Athena was the moon and then Apollo was the sun. And then <laughs> Mike's reminding me to take the shot. Uh, but she uh, now, like, uh, Apollo is mad because they hexed uh, his sister, the moon, and it's pissing a lot of people off um, because the moon provides the energy for them to do these sigils and, and all this crap. And uh, so they, um, you know, everybody's all upset at these tween witches for screwing up their witchcraft. Uh, on top of that, the gods are now mad because they've because puny mortals uh, <laughs> have interfered with their goings on in their lives. And this this lady, she lays it all out. And I, I think I shared it on the Twitter, but it, it like opened up the door for all these crazies. Right. Because then uh, that one that I sent you of the, the guy who said that Apollo uh, or whoever it was, the, the moon deity was uh, his ex-girlfriend from a previous incarnation, right? Uh, mm -hmm. and, and somebody said, well, what do you mean, like an ex-girlfriend? How does that work from a previous incarnation? He said, you may know me as Gilgamesh or perhaps <laughs> M M uh, Merlin, right? And, and I really, I wanted that person. I think they actually blocked me. Uh, but I wanted that person to come on the show and tell us yeah, about yeah. the life and times of Gilgamesh. Uh, you know the 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 Babylonian Adam, right? And yeah. uh, I think that would be a lot of fun. And e if nothing else, I would just love to hear the friggin', um, you know, 
whatever kind of nonsense that they wanted to say (laughs) because at a certain point yeah see like a lot of people are jumping into the chat and and that's why like i i'm confused because whatever the one the the list that i had read from this chick none of those names sound familiar they wasn't any of those people but they were saying that they were the sister of apollo of the sun which is didn't make a whole lot of sense to me anyways um but yeah, this I mean it's opened this whole thing about TikTok witches. And I'm excited to see what happens. And frankly, I would I'm like you know me. I'm like an agent of chaos. I you know, and I I'm a, I love it. I love when these crazy things start happening and people start uh stepping out of the realms of like, you know, their outside of their left and right limits of whatever. And with yeah. these witches who are inexperienced and unintelligent, un, uh, uneducated in the, in witchcraft, they're going to do something so stupid that it's going to have some kind of lasting and noticeable effect. And that's kind of what I'm excited. Like if what if one day the moon just didn't rise in the sky right like what what if one day we just didn't see the moon or one night i'm sorry we didn't see the moon it just didn't show up or what if the sun didn't show up one day you know what i'm saying like if they did something Mm -hmm. that was so crazy that it created that sort of noticeable change it would be a problem for everybody uh if the sun just went away obviously and if the moon just went away it actually does i had read at one point the moon not or the moon provides a valuable service to us um because of uh, the night anim- or the animals that hunt at night um the light at night and all sorts i mean there yeah, are the tides, a dozen the tides, the tides too, is a big right? thing like, yeah like all that stuff has to do with the moon so if the moon wasn't there that's a problem and uh, if these people want to mess with that sort surf of stuff, anymore. we'd have no tide. Yeah, you know? Charlie don't surf you though, can. so Charlie'd be okay, right? Mm-hmm. Listen, you got to check out this picture of Feruza Balk on her Wikipedia. It's hilarious. It's, it's like I'm telling you, like it's it's she's basically like half like her like her teeth look like her bottom teeth, and are are actually her top teeth, and then her top teeth are just gums. <laughs> Can you send if it to me? This, if you see this picture, send me like, the link. Send it on on Skype, and I'll I'll upload it on the thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, she's when I, you said she was the hot chick from the craft. I was she like, she does not uh... look hot. She, well, she looked hot in the craft. Okay, she and like she was pretty hot in Waterboy too. But like, if you look at this picture of her, at, like she's aged. I mean, she's in her, she's almost fifty now. Um. And on her, like, if I was her, on her Wikipedia, like, if I was the one, like, handling it, or if I was her, I would tell them, look, don't use this picture for my Wikipedia, because it's awful. She looks really old. Do you think that she handles her own Wikipedia? (laughs) I bet she seems like the kind of person that would handle her own. (laughs) I don't think she's famous enough to have a handler. It's, like, it's, it's unreal. Like, it looks like her... Like her teeth are half gum. Oh no! <laughs> I don't know. Look at this picture, dude. You I know. It. I'm looking at it. Um, it's ridiculous. Here, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put it up. Oh, gross, dude. This is the worst picture <laughs> that I've ever not... seen in my life. I think. Like, isn't it weird? Like, why are her teeth like that? Like, it's like she has no bottom teeth whatsoever. Like earlier, I was like, yeah, man, she's really hot. But now, like, when I look at her, I at her, I go. Uh, she's she's pushing fifty, dude, <laughs> which is only like ten years, you know, close to ten years old. In fact, she's forty, fifty, forty-six, which makes her 
eight years older than me. <laughs> and I'm going, oh, she looks too old. But like upon closer inspection, she doesn't look that old. <laughs> but from a distance, I think maybe the grainy, like the graininess of the photo just makes her look really old. So yeah. It's, All right, uh, I've brought her up on the on the thing. Is that the picture you're talking about? Yeah, that is the picture I'm talking about. Like, look at her gums. That is awful. So weird. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, like, yeah. it's funny because I was like, I like looked her up on IMDb first and then like her Wikipedia popped up too. And I was like, oh, I'll pull up her Wikipedia. And then I saw that picture and I was like, whoa, that's that was last year. It's just 2019. So that's what she looks like right now probably. Yuck. But I'll tell you what, in 2001... <laughs> I totally would have. Yeah. Hey, well, I've got her on the screen. Let's go ahead and do our uh, do our hellos. Uh, Hi, Kyle. Shout out. Hi, Yakov. Hi, Jay Coop. Mike in Manitoba. Uh, Okay, now that's a username. Hi, Pip Screaming. And Buzz Busby. Always a pleasure. Who else do we have here? Did I miss anybody? I think Me. I got us all. Did you get King Cracker? There he is. There's King, King Cracker. He. I'm scrolling down as I go, trying to make sure that make I got bit it. Too. Make a bit. And Megabit as well. Who could forget? Who could forget Megabit? You know, Megabit, I got some bad news. My Dragon's Breath flower fell down, and it uh, was destroyed in a storm. So I know uh, you were really holding out hope that I wouldn't screw that one up, but I did. And uh, what else do we got, V? Did, did that sufficiently answer your questions about the witch, witches uh, uh, well, what, hexing like, the moon? I guess my, my like, to, to, to put it simply, I'm just like, what their, what is their logic? You know, like, what, um, I guess, in the short, to give a short answer, what would you say um, is their logic behind this? Like, why are they trying to hex the moon right now? Like, what is the, like, like, why? Like like I said, I know I was Leave joking it. earlier. Like they're not gonna get into Hogwarts like that. <laughs> the uh, they might. Hold on a second. Yeah, they'll they'll be in Slytherin. <laughs> it's my. Uh... <clears throat> That's enough of my. Uh... No, I was Iron yelling at. Here. I was yelling at Xander. He um, yeah the, they might. You know, you never know. They might end up in like you said Slytherin. That's the that's the bad house, right? I guess. I, don't I can know. never. I just reference. I just <laughs> reference. remember. I like referencing things incorrectly to upset nerds, like calling Dark Darth Vader Dark Invader. Don't do that. Don't don't say that. Um, the uh, you're and you're thinking of Star Trek, by the way. The <laughs> the whole thing with these witches hexing the moon. I try to put myself in their position. You know, that's my my go to move, and I try to figure out. Um, from their perspective what they're trying to do and I can think of a couple reasons why you might hex the moon I do remember reading something about these uh, tween age witches having relationships with the fae right they're kind of like the the deities and that and whatever and and they all fall under that ultimately it comes excuse me comes down to demons is what I think they are that they're interacting with and so do i believe that they're actually doing what they're doing yes uh but they're not doing it with who they think they are doing and sit down please um now supposedly they they are dating these creatures 
or they think they are. And what, like going to the movies and out to dinner and stuff. Yes. Um, the uh, again, I don't, I don't know what it's like to. I've never had, I've never experienced spectro, spectrophilia. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think that's what they're doing. Is they're having these like emotional bonds with uh, these entities. Sit back, please. You can't sit still and lean back and stop shaking the table. You're going to leave. This is the last warning, okay? You got me yelling at you on the whole show in front of everybody. Um, That's Xander. He wanted to stay in the studio today, but he hasn't been able to sit still for a moment. Um, But Okay, go upstairs. Then stop. Uh, Goodness gracious. Um, Now, they're dating these entities... And they're having, they're building these emotional bonds or relationships. You know, chicks, they're more into it for the emotional relationship and the emotional stuff. But uh, they're doing that with these deities that they have no idea what they're dealing with, in fact. And um, I think probably what is happening is they're encouraging these witches to do this sort of misbehavior or whatever, just to, to piss other entities off, I guess. I don't know. Or to mess with people, uh, or whatever the case. I think there's a lot of like stuff going on behind the scenes. But also, it could just be that these vindictive witches, like, imagine what were you doing, or like, imagine back to when you were like 11, 12, 13 years old, and the chicks back mm-hmm. then, they were super immature, and they, uh, you know, if somebody called them uh, a name. That was, like, uh, a big thing to them, right? And they would... Mm. I don't know. Like, they would, uh, you know, egg... I mean, what we used to do was egg houses, right? Or toilet paper people's houses. But chicks would, like, go on a vendetta and they would spread rumors about the other chick, right? And they'd do all that sort of stuff. Uh, I think what these witches do is maybe they have a vendetta against another witch. And I mean, back when we were that age... They, uh, we didn't have the internet, so it was just like you had who was in your school or whatever, and then that's it. Uh, these kids are—they are like connected globally with everybody, right? So maybe they make an enemy online who's a witch, and that enemy—you know—it's not like you have the one goth chick in your school, uh, and if you cross her, then oh, you cross the witch. Now you've got a problem. Like these people are like internationally connected. All right, because they have the internet, and now it's not just the one goth chick; it's all goth <laughs> chicks across the world. You know, you don't if you yeah. cross one, all of a sudden they're they're going to be upset and they're going right. to hex the moon in return. And this is that yeah. wizard battling that uh, um, Dave told us about, right? With the with the pineapple and all that stuff, and the weird uh, stare as long as you can stuff, like how they do those yeah. wizard battles. And I think that's what it comes down to. These are like witch wars, tween age yeah. witch wars. So, yeah, yeah. that's crazy to me. I Does don't, that uh... sufficiently answer your question, B? Yeah, I mean, I guess I. I don't know. It just seems ridiculous. Like <laughs> it's like it's so ridiculous to me. Like when I think like these people out there. Like, I guess children is really what you would say. Like they're not they're not uh, adults. They're children. So it's not, uh, but I mean that there are adults out like that's the other thing is there are adults out there that are uh, that are that way too, and they're 
trying to get him to slither and, and play Quidditch. They're they're just waiting for their uh, their letter to come from the owl. That's about all yeah. I remember from Harry Potter. Is I remember the yeah. the letter from the owl, uh, inviting yeah. them into the house. So so are we ready to move on? Was that yeah? Did, are you, we, did you do your shot yet? Or I haven't. What are we doing a shot to? Faruza Balk, <laughs> the oh, no. chick from the, for her half teeth because she has dolphin teeth. <laughs> Those aren't dolphin teeth though. Those are. Uh, yeah. It looks like it. It looks like they're because she's got plenty of gums. But yeah, remember, dolphin teeth kind of cut. They're kind of like half that size. You know what I'm saying? It's unbelievable how much gums she has. Like when she's like, whose mouth goes up that high? When they smile, like my teeth, like I've got big front teeth too, but like when I smile, my my smile doesn't go that far up beyond my gums. She That's looks insane like, to me. She looks. Is like that her gums the... or is that her lip? Am I looking at her? No, those are her gums, right? Yeah, those are gums. Yeah, that that to me might like you'd have to be. I'd have to smile really hard. I could. I can't even do it. Like I couldn't smile like that, where my teeth are that. It's that's like an overbite, right? Is that an overbite? No, that's is not that an overbite. You... Like an overbite is where the teeth come over or come forward over the bottom teeth. Or maybe it's this. Maybe she has in like fake teeth, like dentures, and those oh, are like the be, gums yeah. of her dentures, and they just like slipped out a little bit when she smiled. You know what I think it is. <laughs> this is and this is uh, backed by. Um, Snopes. Snopes actually approved this. Uh, I think, remember on Men in Black 1, when Edgar goes and uh, fights or to try to shoot the alien out in the yard when it right. crash lands, and then the alien takes over his body, but the skin is all saggy, so then yeah, the alien, yeah, yeah. He, he grabs the back of his own head, like the skin, yeah. and pulls and it pulls up. pulls it back. That's what it looks like. It looks like she's uh, uh, clothespinned her, her excess skin on the back of her head and it's pulling her face upward you know what I'm saying I think that's what it is isn't and actually a, Snopes approved it isn't that a isn't that um Private Pyle what's his name yeah Gomer Pyle yeah no it's Vincent D'Onofrio yeah. he was Private Pyle that guy that. sucks he was really re- I don't like him I mean I like that movie Full Metal Jacket and I like Men in Black but I mean, that's pretty much it. I don't like. He's you didn't not watch. You didn't watch the Punisher series where he played Kingpin. He was pretty dang good in that. I did. I I did watch it, and I wasn't blown away by his performance. Plus, as like a yeah. human being, I think he's kind of a piece of shit. Like oh, yeah, I watch. Well. I watch him. That's uh, the majority of Hollywood. <laughs> you're right, but there are some yeah. people that are just so smug. I can't get over it, and I can't get past it. Like most, like. Uh, what about uh, Robert De Niro saying that like he's not even going to break seven million this year? Like, yeah, how oh horrible God, for him! <laughs> Did you see? Oh, here's something funny. A little current event. Um, I was reading this article um, about how um, Mickey Rorick basically called out uh, Robert De Niro on Instagram and was just like, "I'll beat your ass." <laughs> he, <liked> so- <laughs> he called first. He called. It's like he called him a bitch for saying that he like didn't have like he was all sad he wasn't gonna make more than seven million this year and then he like said some stuff 
stuff like, and I'm paraphrasing, it was like, oh, you, you're Mr. Tough Guy on screen. Like, I'd love to get in front of you and show you who's a really tough guy. And, like, the thing is, is, like, Mickey Rourke probably could be this. Like, he's old, too. I think they're they're both probably about the same age. But Rick, Mickey Rourke, I mean, remember, that's um, that's Marv on uh, Sin yeah. City. Yeah, yeah, like, That dude, is an, he's an animal. And he was <laughs> like, in a movie called The Wrestler. And Robert De Niro yeah, that was, was, great he was a movie. He played a boxer in that one in one of those movies, what Grudge Match or whatever. But he was still like super old and weak and falling apart in that movie. So like that's then, the big uh, difference, you know. What is the one Raging Bull? Well, that was oh gosh, that was years and years yeah. ago. Right? When he was wrestler a younger was, wrestler was what like ten years ago maybe. Yeah, he was oh, he was oh, he was aging, so it was still. But he was like huge in that movie. That's a great movie, The Wrestler, by the way. Good reference. Mickey Rourke, great he was movie. also in a movie. When he does I... the Ram Jam. Remember he does the Ram Jam? Vaguely. It's, it's been a move. long time. Like <laughs> 10 smooth, years. Man. 10 years since great I watched movie. that movie. Um, that's yeah, why I, I said of... 10 years. <laughs> it's like that's how long ago I remember it from. The, uh, You know, I watched a movie, Dead in Tombstone, Arizona, I think it's called. And it has uh, Danny Trejo in it. And he plays. Oh, yeah. uh, I watch everything with Danny Trejo in it. It's, he's yeah, like he's my great. he's like my Smash Mouth All Star. You know, I listen to every song, <laughs> every variation of All Star. Even when I know a movie is going to be terrible, if it's got Danny Trejo in it, I'll watch it. Uh, just he's such a sweetheart, and he's a good guy yeah, uh, in real life. He's guy. one of those rare rare birds who, uh, like in real life, he's not a piece of shit. He used to be. Like that's he used because, to be. A criminal. That's because he's been through some crap. Yeah. yeah, that's what happened. Is you go through crap and you change, man. People that have the silver spoon handed to them, they don't go through crap and they just suck all their lives. But if you go through crap, like what you call um, tribulations, if you go through tribulations in life and you have to endure things, like I remember, man, being in the military, I remember thinking endure became my mantra. Like every moment that I was like, man, this sucks, or I hate this, or I hate that, or being in war sucks, or being in this shitty place sucks, I always just thought endure, man, endure. And then like, you know, when you get to a point when you've, you've able you're able to get through all those things all those tribulations that's when you can go you can sit back and go i don't need to be a dick anymore (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't get me anywhere the at uh, least that's my no i agree and that that was always my thing my my mantra was not necessarily endure it was always listen think back to all those other hard times that you thought were never going to end and they ended right and right. here we are in a hard time. It's eventually going to end. And I'll look back on this one day and think, you know, when I'm in a new hard time, I'll be like, well, that hard time ended eventually. And then as I get closer and closer, I'm like, oh, I'm only, I only got 24 hours left of this. I could get kicked in the nuts for 24 hours. You know, like 24 hours is nothing. Um, that was always my... Could my, you, though? No, could no. You I, I'm just always, like, pumping myself up internally. <laughs> but, like, in real life, I'd be, like, tapping out immediately. Like, stop, stop. Yeah. Um, one nut kick and I'm down for the count. Yeah, but Mickey Rourke was in that movie. He played the devil in uh, Dead and Dead and Tombstone, which wasn't oh, a yeah. horrible movie. The only reason I like the only reason I picked it up from the library actually, like I knew Danny Trejo when it was in it. I think when I picked it up the one time, but when I'm at the library, I have to like be very selective because I can only take out ten at a time. And right. when I go to burn them, and yeah, uh, you steal them, you burn them. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so I have to like, I have to thank you. Um, and this is for anybody at home, like, 
if you have just get yourself a, a DVD ripping software for your computer which you can actually steal like torrent it or whatever and get it for free uh, and then go to your library get an account and then just check out however many movies they'll let you check out at a time and uh, just rip every single one in one sitting and take you a couple hours while you're doing something else just rip them all and then you have 10 new movies for free totally free you can bring them back to the library the next day get 10 more uh, but I had, I kept pulling it out um, and looking at it, and I'm like, nah, I'll get it another time. And then that game, Dead Dead by Daylight, came out, and there's a, or I'm sorry, there was a new killer that came out who was Seven like, Hill. no, not that guy, the, the cowboy with the gun. Deathslinger? Yeah, the Deathslinger. And they were using Danny Trejo's image as, like, the promotional art with him in that character. And I thought, oh, that's where they got this killer from. So I checked out that that movie and I watched it and it wasn't it wasn't him it wasn't the same guy but it was close enough and uh they have like bad scars and not well, use Mexican yeah. naturally is that your thing scratching V what thing your microphone I don't hear it hear it no it might be yours then I don't think so we're hearing scratching coming from you from me I don't know kiddo it's in and out. It comes and it goes. Weird. I don't hear anything. No. Oh, I'm hearing scratching from your end. Megatron. But did you do your shot, by the way? I did not. So for that chick, right? That was the thing? I'll put her up while I do the shot. Yeah. Oh, no, I can't because you guys have to Faruza, see me do it. Faruza Balk. I almost, I almost gave away what we were talking about by clicking on that. But here we go. To, yeah. to for Snoozle Snosh. <laughs> to that chick from the craft. <laughs> I like how um, Yakov naturally was the one who remembered that she was from American History X. Of all movies. How's that? Is that better? Does that sound better? Yeah, now you're good. Practice. Is that better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Charlie it's only it. Yeah, he said it's only when V talks, but it sounds like it's good now. I don't hear it anymore. So I had to lower the gain. I, I had to lower the gain. I have the box for the mic so i know you've got a box i've seen it um <laughs> is that an innuendo <laughs> it is it Good is one. v um <laughs> what do you think v stands for the uh so what are we talking about today v i think we should get we should get to it we're about 45 minutes in time? yeah time? i think so well we i thought we you know we were talking today about what we should talk about and you know as we do and then you go Oh, I don't even know yet. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And I go, and I was thinking, you know, because I really think that last week's episode did pretty good, and I really, um, we got a lot of good feedback on it. So I thought we could kind of continue with that um, kind of series, I guess. Maybe we could do a couple more after this where we find these unsolved things and then kind of discuss them and then speculate on what we think happened. And so I, I think that could be fun because... Um, last week's episode was pretty fun, and uh, this week we could talk about something that had uh, a kind of weird incident um, to it. And so we're, we're going to talk about this mystery of the Somerton Man, which is um, in Australia, South Australia. This happened in 1940. Do you want me to talk? Do you want me to? Do you want me to give the gist, or do you? Yeah. Do yeah, go ahead I and do, give us the gist I of get, it. And... I, I give it like uh, how I do where it's, uh, you know, I stumble around and I go, it's, it's kind of this and it's kind of this. <laughs> yeah, do your thing that you normally idiot. do. 
what I do every time. And yeah. No, okay, you sound so... good. You do a good job. <laughs> so tell us about so this guy. Okay, so the thing is actually called the Tamim Shud case, also known as the Mystery of the Summer Summerton Man, and it's um, it's an unsolved case um, of this unidentified dead man um, in 1948 on the Summerton Park Beach, just south of somewhere in Australia. Right, the case is named after the Persian phrase "Tamun Tamun Shud," meaning ended or finished which is, was printed on a scrap of paper found four months later in the fob pocket of the man's trousers, right? Because they wore trousers in the 19th. They didn't wear <laughs> pants. Slacks. Yeah. The scrap Pantaloons. Torn... Yeah, pantaloons. <laughs> the scrap had been torn from the final page of a copy of Rebayat Re, 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 of Omar Kats- some Habib book. And then it says... An author, Speaking of Habib... <laughs> Yeah, speaking of obvious, authored by 12th century poet Omar Khayyam, Tamim was misspelt, and Tamim in many early reports, and this error has often been repeated, leading to a confusion about the name in the media. So, whatever. So following the public appeal by police, the book from which the page had been torn was located. On the inside back cover, detectives were able to read in indentations from handwriting, a local telephone number, another unidentified number, and a text that resembled an encrypted message. The text had not been deciphered or interpreted in any way to satisfy authorities on the case. So, the case has been considered, since the early ages of the police investigation, one of Australia's most profound mysteries. There's been intense uh, speculation ever since regarding the identity of the victim, the cause of his death, and the events leading up to it. Public interest in this case remains significant for several reasons. The death occurred at the time of heightened international tensions following the beginning of the Cold War. The apparent involvement of a secret code, the possible use of an undetectable poison, and the inability of the authorities, this is like the interesting stuff, right? And the inability of the authorities to identify the man. So, in addition to intense public interest in Australia during the late 1940s and early 1950s, the Tamman Shud case also attracted international attention. South Australian police consulted their counterparts overseas and distributed information about the dead man internationally in an effort to identify him. International circulation of the photograph of the man and details of his fingerprints yielded no positive identification. For example, in the United States, the FBI was unable to match the dead man's fingerprints taken from the files of domestic criminals. Scotland Yard was also asked to assist with the case, but could not offer any insights. In recent years, new evidence has emerged, including an old identification card possibly identifying the Somerton man as one H.C. Reynolds, an ongoing DNA analysis of Heron Roots on his plaster bust. <laughs> so that's so that's the gist, and that's straight from Wikipedia. I was trying not to sound relentless about how I was reading. But um, that's kind of the gist of it. This is still kind of an unsolved thing. They're saying they kind of know, might know who he is now. Um, but they don't. They really don't know. This is kind of like the possible. John Bonet Ramsey situation where it's like they say they know. Well, like yeah. we all know who it was, but, you know, at the same time, it was never like proven. But yeah, yeah. like this dude, there's so much evidence. But there, the problem is there's so much evidence that he's like four different people. 
right? Like they they have yeah. so much evidence that he's this guy and that he's that. Yeah. He's probably DB Cooper for all we know. Yeah. But um, actually, Mike made a good point, and I think this is an open shut open and shut case. He was uh, it was COVID COVID nineteen did it. He got the vid, got him. Huh? <laughs> and then, but Buzz Busby also said that the Abidigenes, Abidigerals, or whatever of uh, Australia did it. Um, well, it's Ab- funny. Ab- the Aborigines. Funny thing about, That's how it is. Yeah, the Aborigine. Yeah, there. The funny thing about this case is that there's a lot of speculation, and like I, I think it's it's an interesting topic to kind of go. Well, what do we think? And you know what, my like I'm fantastical. I watch movies and stuff. So instantly, my theory is like the information that I just read and was given on this after reading the Wikipedia. My first thing is like this could have been like there's some conspiracy behind it, right? Oh, yeah. And this is me putting on my tinfoil hat, right? Like I'm going, uh, it sounds like maybe this guy was like an operative. And so like nobody like he messed up, right? He did something stupid. He messed up. And then, like, everybody has to deny his existence. <laughs> so wherever he came from, people are going, yeah, we, can't, we can't identify the guy. <laughs> because he was probably doing something he shouldn't have and then got taken out, you know, by, uh, you know, what do you call it? The uh, Yeah, the, the Wetworks guys. They, um, yeah, the Wetworks Speaking of, I mean, we had one of those this week, right? We had a Wetworks guy get, get all caught up in, uh, he tried to go and kill the judge who's handling one of the Epstein cases and he was supposed to go kill that judge and he screwed up and he killed the judge's husband and kid and, or no, I'm sorry, he killed the kid. He shot the husband too, but the husband didn't die apparently. And, and then, you know, if that wasn't, if you're, if you're not like, Oh, well that's weird that he would try to kill that guy. Uh, and then that hitman was found dead with like multiple gunshot wounds and like the gun that was used to kill the judge's uh, kid and shoot the <laughs> husband was found like on his on his person and they were like oh we're treating it as a suicide like who's who's that of guy course. who's like pow 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 all right yep totally did it i totally killed myself um but yeah that's that's what they did i mean that's especially back then that wasn't like the height of you know criminal science or forensic science right this is like the 40s and 1940 yeah yeah and i mean this is like at the beginning of osi or the you know the original um cia uh what it originally was and intelligence was huge back then and then like you said the cold war era and that um i mean that's what they were doing back then was they were developing these uh espionage type agencies and so this dude, I I don't think you're wrong when you say espionage. When that's your uh, your gut instinct, your intuition, yeah, that was my or whatever. That's on this one. that like, does yeah, sound sounds... right. Um, yeah. But I think there's more to it than that. And I think I hope that we get into it today because uh, there's so much that we can talk about about this guy. Um, mm-hmm. People, I think, and if, if you're not already aware of this story, if you've not already read this story. And Buzz, whatever it is that you're saying that you keep retracting, just leave it in the chat, man. We're you know we're all friends here. <laughs> like you, you don't have to retract your messages. Um, I just every time I look down, I see Buzz's uh, messages getting retracted before I can read them. Um, the uh, there's th- this guy. It's like the whole story is every little piece of it is weird. Yeah. You know, yeah, like even yeah, the yeah, normal yeah, yeah. stuff. Um, the uh, I, I wanted you, you to tell me about the suitcase, what you know about okay. the suitcase, because this is like kind of something I didn't really broach on 
when I um, when I was reading it, so I thought maybe you could kind of give me a. Go ahead. You know, I'm sorry. You didn't I, was, hear what I, said? I was scolding Xander for a minute. Go ahead. Oh, say it, I say it again. <laughs> I was hoping you could discuss um, the the stuff about the suitcase, the discovery of the suitcase with this guy, because I kind of like broached it, but I didn't like really read too much about it. So I thought maybe you could kind of elaborate on that. Sure. Um, and I'm a little embarrassed. I'm not really because I don't really I don't really get embarrassed. Uh, but when I posted that thing on on Twitter talking about what we were going to be talking about, I said about people being uh, handcuffed to briefcases. Because when I read about this story years ago, I, for whatever reason, thought that he had the briefcase, you know, handcuffed to himself. And that's where the note was and all that stuff. So that's why I for, I didn't even reread the Wikipedia article when I recommended it to you and before I shared the <laughs> thing on Twitter. Um, but yeah, the, what happened was he had checked into, or he had, he had shown up on a train and then he got on a bus and then he, mm -hmm. at the bus station, he checked a suitcase or I'm sorry, a, a briefcase, um, or travel bag or whatever that, uh, he checked it into one of the lockers there at the station and this is, you know, after they found him dead and everything, and they start looking for, looking through all of his stuff, and they, I guess they found the key, they went and found the, the suitcase. Now, the suitcase, if you remember, I don't know if you have it pulled up still, what all was in the suitcase? Um, let me see, because he had some weird stuff in there. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, at, well, the funny thing, <laughs> yeah, no, go ahead. Um, it was believed that it was owned by the man that was found on the beach, and the case there was, okay, there was a red-checked dressed gown or dressing gown a size 7 red felt pair of slippers four pairs of underpants pajamas shaving items a light brown pair of trousers with sand in the cuffs so this wasn't his first time on the beach when they found him right uh an electrician screwdriver a table knife cut down into a sharp a short sharp instrument a pair of scissors with sharpened points a small square of zinc thought to have been used as a protective sheath for the knife and scissors and a stenciling brush as used by uh, third officers on merchant ships for stenciling cargo. So, like, this dude had the weirdest grab bag of of items and the dude didn't have any socks in his... That was the one thing that kind of stood out to me was, like, there were no socks. Um, this dude's on a trip uh, with all the... Like, four pairs of underwear... A pair of slacks, which you can use multiple times, right? Uh, what he mm -hmm. had on for pants. So that's two pairs of pants. That's fine. Two pairs of pants, four pairs of underwear, but no socks, which kind of stood out as weird to me. And and then he had a whole bunch of like stabbing items, right? That was that was uh, something that because uh, you got the screwdriver, the table knife, the pair of scissors, um, all that stuff. Yeah, and he even yeah. sharpened the scissors. So, I mean, this dude was like, um, I don't know. I feel like he was kind of like prepared to <laughs> go on a stabbing rampage or something. Yeah, that seems um, kind of weird. Like, why do you need all those? I mean, I, don't, I, I can guess like for practical reasons why you would need all those things. But nobody carries around a screwdriver like that. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe some people do, but they're probably anomalies if they do. It doesn't really make sense to me if they do. And why they would. Yeah, they, um, 
why you would have those things collected together um, is beyond me, obviously. Uh, that, and that was another thing. On all of his stuff, he had the name T. T. Keen, right? Did you, re- you remember reading that? Mm-mm. So no. in his clothes, or like stitched in the clothing, right? One of the big things that they mentioned was this is like uh, still kind of like World War II time frame where like stuff was, uh, there were shortages on a lot of things and clothing was one of those things. And so people would stitch the names into their clothing. And so that you could. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. And this dude, all of his clothing had uh, T. Keen uh, written in it. The letter T and then Keen, K-E-A-N-E. And then he also had um, his dry cleaning, like dry cleaning tickets or whatever that said T. Keen. So this dude, like, it would make sense if his name was, I don't know, Thomas, Travis, uh, Terry, Keen, whatever. You know, like, but that was not any of the name. Topher. (laughs) Yeah, that's no nobody has that name um they, uh, uh but they like there was no anything keen in any of the theories about who he was and any like they chased that lead down and it led to nothing so like this keen character is like another element of the puzzle that we have to try to consider like was it a guy was it one of his marks that he took out that was this guy a hitman and then he ended up doing something wrong and they had to kill him too because that was you know we when we joke about uh it's like a a common trope in espionage movies where they're like if you're a spy and you screw up they just kill you because it's easier than uh letting you go and then you go and you spill the beans about what all's going on he knew too much right (laughs) so did this guy like (laughs) we know he's not mr keen so whoever Mr. Yeah. Keen is, was that like somebody he killed? I don't know. Did he kill the wrong guy? And did, was so and so Keen the wrong guy? And then they had to kill the guy or this unknown guy uh, for killing the wrong guy and taking his clothes. I don't know. That's like a whole nother part of the mystery. That's really not that important, yeah. but it's it's definitely something to consider. Um, yeah. What else about that uh, briefcase? Did we? And you talked about the letter, right? Because I think I actually have the. A picture yeah. of the letter. Um, With the, oh, like, no, no, no. Okay, that's that's the yeah, stuff yeah. that made me go, this is probably espionage, because there was, like, it was coded. Like, there was, like, coded messages. And then isn't there that thing, you know, where you where you write something underneath, um, like, on a pad of paper, yeah. and then you do, like, a scribble over it on You're another piece about, of paper? You're talking about on The Big Lebowski. Yeah, I remember <laughs> he does the, the dick guy. <laughs> he does you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, and this is what they found. It. This is what they yeah. found. They found this code right here that's on the screen. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a like a cryptoquip, I think, is what they thought it was at first. And uh, they've shared it with linguists. They've shared it with uh, experts in linguistics and, and codes and all that stuff. They've shared it around the world. And no one, even up until, like, I think 2007, they had somebody do it. Uh, for the Department of Defense came and they said, hey, take a look at this and see if you can figure it out. And he said, there's not enough information on this for me to determine what it's supposed to say or what it's supposed to mean. And uh, so it, again, it still remains a mystery. Even they've had people in all different languages go through it with similar uh, alphabets. Yeah. And it's it's, it's weird. Nothing. That is so bizarre to me. Like, like something was like, man, that is bizarre. That is really bizarre. Like, first of all, like, 
you could go like you could like easily go that's just some guy that died so what like it it just happened you know shit happens something somehow he died and that's that's all there is to it but then there's all these weird things and like like not only the the letter you know but then like the possibility of an undetectable poison yeah <laughs> like that right away it like raises a ton of questions and makes you go oh, what dude like like By wait the way, a second this this real quick before uh, we get on to the poison topic this is mm-hmm. actually what was found in his pocket that note that you were talking about the it is finished or finished completed yeah 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 that's the note that they found it was ripped from a, a book and that's the funny thing this is like way back when when cops had to rely on actual cop uh skills now they can just do everything on the computer and everything's tracked yeah. for them or whatever like uh-huh. the the days of difficult police work are are done uh, this back then they'd have to chase down leads and stuff like that, and this was one of them. They they found this little note in his pocket alone, just by itself. They didn't have anything else with it, and it was inside of one of those inner pockets that they would stitch yeah. into pockets to so that you could like carry around little things and they wouldn't get lost. And um, they found this note. Then what they did was they they took it and they found out where it came from by finding what book has this piece of whatever this this saying in it and they found out that it was that book that you had mentioned that uh with the arabic name that uh the rubiat of omar Khayyam. uh they found out that it was from that book so then they put out this international request of like hey if anyone has this book and it's missing something from the final or from the last page or whatever page this was supposed to be on. Uh, please let us know. We'd like to. We just like to see the book. And somebody came forward. They said, "Yeah, I have that, and it's missing a little slip off of the page or whatever." And they looked at it, and that's when they found out. Yep, this is the book that they got this particular clip from. This clipping from. And uh, then they did that thing that you were talking about, the shading with the pencil. And that's when yeah, they yeah, found yeah. that code. So, I mean, it was such a weird series of events where, like, uh, they got very... I wouldn't say lucky. I mean, they chased down the lead and they were successful in it. But somebody participated. They, they were like, oh, oh, yeah, I have that book. Let me go look. And they're flipping through it. And they're like, oh, as a matter of fact, it is my book. Let me call the cops. And then the cops... Um, you know took the book and they continued to do their work so i mean this is not something that they gave up uh easy on or whatever they you know uh actually chased down leads and they did their they did their best so you got to admire what at it, least the hard work that the police put into this you know what i'm saying right what do you think what do you think it means though like what is your speculation on like like i'll tell you like okay <laughs> like my theory is that that was him like that note saying it's finished it's like ended is him telling somebody that they're finished the job right like i finished the right. job. <laughs> it's like a, like my you know and that's just me watching too many like tinker T- taylor soldier spy remember that movie like that's just me watching too many movies <laughs> going that's what happened this guy and and you know all that stuff is rooted in in fact you know a lot of the stuff that we you know watch and we laugh about like you know it's I mean, look, man, that's what I think. <laughs> what no, I think, I, I think that was like his note. Like somebody said, here's this is he was about he had that ready so that he could show it to the, like whoever it was that he had to do the job for and say, hey, it's finished. You know, I don't think he was Russian. <laughs> no, he was British. Whatever. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah whatever he was. He didn't uh... The, uh I I think I I'm inclined to agree with you. Now, my where it gets confusing and I think this is where you were going to go next with the poison talk is mm-hmm. Is this was he was it a homicide or was it a suicide? It could be either one with that it is finished uh note because maybe yeah. he had that in his pocket as like his suicide note. Maybe that was his suicide note. Uh which would make sense, I guess. Yeah. Maybe he was just yeah. like an artsy fartsy kind of like uh old literature type of guy. And he liked to for people to think, Oh, this guy was he was an intellectual. He read foreign literature <laughs> and shit. Uh, Is it a gay lord? Yeah, he was this homosexual uh died on the beach today. But he uh, or it, it could have been the note that he left on the body of somebody that he killed and then people would know that it was him that did the job or whatever uh, but that's the problem with spies back then is they were so good at what they do they did and right. they had the ability to be a little bit more sneaky than they are today I mean you look at like current spies who was that dude Christopher Steele from MI6 <laughs> over the 2016 election who got uh like he's just been dragged through the mud and he got caught up in all this business with trump because he got paid by the dnc to and 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 john mccain to create this fake bogus dossier and Mm -hmm. like he's getting dragged through the mud and death threats and people know where he's at and they're threatening to beat his ass and stuff like what kind of like (laughs) spy back in the 40s would that have happened to nobody and like if you were a spy back then nobody knew who you were and that's why these covert operations were like it's so difficult to come up with um whatever anything from them they tied up all the loose ends they were just very good at what they did uh but yeah with the poison did you want to touch on that a little bit uh yeah well that was that was the thing that i found interesting was that there was um the possibility of unidentified poison because like that's the one thing the thing that like um we haven't really discussed is like how he died we just know that he's dead right and so there were a lot of theories that kind of go into that and um the inquest of death into the death right where they uh they basically say well how did he die right so the the coroner the coroner, whose name was Thomas Erskine Cleland. <laughs> Thomas Keene. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. we just nobody thought that connection. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's see. Let's see what he says here. He speculated that no, as as none of the witnesses could positively identify the man they saw the previous night as being the same person discovered the next morning, that there remained the possibility that the man had died somewhere else and had been dumped. So he stressed that this was purely speculation, as all the witnesses believed it was definitely the same person, as the body was in the same place, lying in the same distinctive position. He also found there was no evidence as to who the deceased was, right? So uh, let's see. Here we go. Cedric Stanton Hicks, professor of physiology and pharmacology at the University of Adelaide, another place in Australia, testified that a group of drugs, variant variants of a drug in that group he called number one and in particular number two were extremely toxic in a relatively small oral dose that would be extremely difficult if not possible impossible to identify even if the suspect in, uh, had been even if it had been in the suspect in the first instance he gave the coroner a piece of paper with the names of the two drugs which was entered as exhibit c18 <laughs> just for your uh for your information for anybody who's uh, like that name... into court proceedings <laughs> well i don't believe it unless <laughs> that... i hear an exhibit number yeah so it was it, this happened 
The names were not released to the public until the 1980s, as at that time they were quite easily procurable by the ordinary individual from a chemist without the need to give any reason for a purchase, right? So you just go, hey, you know, give me this thing. The drugs were later publicly identified as Digitales, Digitalis, and Obane. So it's a flat flowers. It comes from Foxglove and... Um, this other one looks like to be a synthesized um but basically they both come from plants and so uh here's the thing is um it's kind of like cyanide right so the drugs were later publicly identified right and so they were like um okay he noted the only fact not found in relation to the body was evidence of vomiting he then stated it was a absence was the absence of vomit was not unknown, but he could not make a frank conclusion without it. Hicks stated that if the death occurred seven hours after the man was last seen to move, it would imply a massive dose that could have been undetectable. It was noted that the movement um, seen by the witness at 7 p.m. could have been the last convulsion proceeding to death. So that, that's that's kind of where they go. Well, this well, how did this guy die? And like it's kind of like an assumption to say, well. It was probably a poison. It was probably poisoned. But the thing is, is like if you're poisoned, you know, you you tend to vomit, you know, and that's that's kind of what happens with most poisons. And so th that's the other thing that like it it begs the question. You know, we go into these things, man. We know the stuff that we know. Like we know too much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we know there's a gun out there that can you know cause heart attacks. You know, yeah. we know that it's, that's an FBI thing. You know, we know about that. Um, so in the 1940s, what did they have? What had they synthesized that was undetectable that, you know, they made this man possibly. And here I am, like, assuming that's what happened. They like, like somebody made this guy drink some poison somehow. And then he just died. They found him somewhere. But see, the 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 coroner, like, speculated all these things and like it kind of brings up more questions. You go, well, was he found dumped somewhere? Like that, <laughs> that right there makes you go, somebody murdered him. Or somebody found him and was like, we can't leave this body here. Well, I don't want to take it to the hospital. Let's put it over here where someone will see it, which seems a little bit more far-fetched than somebody going, we just dumped the dead body, right? Well, and, and one so, of the witnesses actually said they saw somebody carry the body uh, on, and drop it off on the beach. One of the witnesses came forward and said that. Uh, whereas some like several other witnesses said no we saw him laying there or whatever and he was moving and he like one of the things that they said was he picked his right arm up and then it just dropped and that was the last thing that uh like and which which kind of makes me wonder like how many times have you ever looked out seen a bum laying on the street or laying on the sidewalk and just gone uh you know hey let's watch this guy for six hours which is yeah. like what these people supposedly did uh, whereas one person came forward and said, no, I saw somebody carry him over on his shoulders and then just drop him off right there. And which then he could have still been alive. And then one of his last dying moves is lifting his arm up and dropping it. Whatever. Or even a seagull. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, like, who was really watching? I, I don't believe a lot of these witnesses who said that they saw a lot of the things that they did because witnesses are typically wrong. They typically lie. And yeah. uh, eyewitness testimony has been is I think it's even like inadmissible in court anymore just because they've been able to determine that it's like always wrong and um they uh but yeah i don't i don't know how he got there uh i know what we know definitively 
is that he was there and he was dead and that was it i mean those are really the only definite things that we know about him and that he ate a pasty or whatever for dinner the night before um but that's all we really know about that case because of you know there there's no actual evidence and even the the medical examiner is just like speculating and it's such a weird thing um and it kind of takes me back to when we discussed the other last week about people just disappearing all the time and it just it happens so often and like what's going on with these people like what's happening (laughs) and this is one of those cases where he could have just been one of those guys that disappeared and the unfortunate thing is nobody apparently claimed him or nobody he's like an international he's like globally known you can look him up and be like oh i know that guy that's my friend or whatever um <laughs> and he went missing back in 1942 or whatever it was uh and we've we've been looking for him ever since like it was a thing that people knew about it was shared everywhere and people everywhere were looking for him or looking to find out who he was and so he kind of like whoever killed him like that was the golden ticket with that one because nobody knew who he was nobody wanted to claim him um there was no evidence of any kind found on him and it just was like the perfect crime and uh did you had did you read up on like when they went talking to some of the people uh or whatever about it uh, the people that they <laughs> no, did you read up on any of that no i i the only stuff i well yeah that's that's kind of really it and then i um which is which is funny because i i like immediately like devised that it had to be like a spy or some hitman or something and like and as soon as i like figured that out like i saw that there are all these other theories about him being a spy yeah <laughs> and so that was kind of a that was kind of interesting to me, but uh, no, I didn't see. I didn't see what you're talking about. So, well, like I'll you... go ahead and yeah, I can go ahead and yeah, tell you a little bit about that. I won't know the names. I read, you know, I have that condition where I don't remember names at all. That's why I don't read uh, uh, fiction books or whatever because I can't keep up with who's who. I'll be like, you know, on I'll be on Return of the King and I'll be like, who's Aragorn now? Um, or, <laughs> you know, who's Frodo? Uh, but, um, yeah, like I, I remember, I, I just read about this a little bit ago. Uh, the, there was a lady that in the, um, let me actually show this with everybody. Uh, this is actually where he was found. That X is where his body was found. And, um, I assume the people were up here on the boardwalk looking down and they saw him down there and it would have been obvious. Like there's to see him be or show up there or somebody carrying somebody down there it's not like it was a very discreet location to drop somebody off but whatever uh yeah that's where they found him and uh which makes it even weirder too because it's such a public location but when they found the suit or when they found that book and they um looked at the code there was more than just the code there i think it included the address an address and a phone number and what they did what and the address was for a house that was like 400 it said 400 meters away from where they found the body so not that far away and not even a mile away like a like a quarter mile fifth of a mile um anyways they uh they went to the neighborhood 
found the person who lived at that address and they talked to the lady and said hey do you know anything about this guy and at that point they already had the cast of the body because they didn't find the book until obviously later and after the funeral and all that stuff but they had made a cast of the body and so that they could continue to search or whatever and Mm -hmm. they brought the cast with them to show this lady and when they showed it to her uh, the cop, the detective that was there and that was leading the questions and the guy who made the cast of the guy uh, were both there and both of them confirmed that when they showed the cast to the lady, she was I think the detective described her as being taken aback, like obviously recognized the cast and the cast maker said that she turned away and wouldn't even look at the cast and she said nope I don't know who it is but wouldn't look at it anymore and the huh. the daughter of that lady came forward in like 2000 let's see the she came forward in 2014 the lady who saw the cast or whatever and uh, pretended not to know the guy she died in like 2007 or 2000 something and in 2014 her daughter came forward and said yeah my mom knew who it was <laughs> but she wouldn't she never talked about him but it's like she I guess had brought huh. it up or something at one point and she knew who it was but she wouldn't tell the cops and uh, she she denied even knowing why he would come to that address and she said she wasn't home if he did come he never she never saw him he never showed up or anything uh, wouldn't have recognized or didn't recognize them you know all that bull crap but one of the neighbors mm-hmm. actually said that they saw him and he had come over to the neighbor's house and asked when she would be home and the neighbor said i don't know and that was that but uh they came forward after the the case was announced to the public or whatever and uh so that just made it even weirder and then uh what else did we have oh the there was um they looked into who the lady that they had talked to because they didn't believe her they looked into who her like who she was married to because she had apparently been married at one point and (laughs) her husband wasn't there anymore so they were like well maybe that's the guy and you know they didn't Mm -hmm. have like directory they didn't have facebook back then where they could just look up you know who's who's this lady's husband oh it's this guy let me look him up on facebook right uh they didn't have that back then so they were like who's john murphy or whatever and then they had to track down this john murphy and see where he was because he was nowhere to be found and they come to find out they found him and he was in Mm -hmm. a uh he was working somewhere off in a mine or something and they tracked him down and he's like nope i haven't talked to her in a while whatever and he's like no but i'm still alive obviously it's not me (laughs) and uh he said i don't know the guy so i don't know him either so i don't know to tell you they went on their way and um but yeah, it just, I mean, it just never got any, it never made any sense along the way. Like, I can just imagine the frustration of these detectives uh, as they're trying to track down. And they didn't even probably care at a certain point. They were probably just like, oh, it was a suicide. Because if you can rule something a suicide, that makes the workload a whole lot easier. So I'm sure, I think that's what happened was in the beginning, they were like, well, it looks like a suicide. If the coroner says that it's it could be a suicide we're just going to rule it as a suicide because it's stupid i'm not going to chase i'm not going to you know be ch- running all over australia figuring out who this uh who this bum is on the street this john doe <laughs> or whatever like because yeah. who cares if somebody's looking for him we'll we'll have you the think answer, do you but... think uh do you think that's what they call um nobody's in australia as john doe john doe no probably <laughs> they probably have something funnier they probably call him uh 
um, a cunt doe or what, what, bloke yeah. bloke doe John bloke. There you go. John Bloke. <laughs> um, I was just trying to think of all the the swear words that they say. Um, that's the thing with Australia is like everything down there is a swear word. But yeah, but then but then the public outcry, then they had to get back involved in it because they were like, um, everybody was like, no, we want to know who this guy was. He shows up. He's got a mysterious briefcase. He's got a yeah. note in his pocket that says it's finished, and you know he's mysteriously dead and clean shaven he just come over here and lie on the beach this is weird talk let figure it out cops that's what we pay you to do and uh you know and then they had to go out yeah. and they actually had to do it so i can only imagine the frustration that these detectives were feeling as this goes on for presumably years trying to figure out who this weird guy that showed up on their who washed up on their beaches in southern australia with uh, a, a suitcase with a bunch of knives and stuff in it and um i don't yeah. know I, personally, I yeah. think I think your idea is probably, or your your theory that he was a spy is probably yeah. the most reasonable one. And uh, but I could go for a suicide or a homicide related to a uh, some well, kind here, of espionage. Here's the uh, and let me I'll, I'll go ahead and like touch on the spy theories that we have from all these uh, people and whatnot saying um, the spy theories. According to Wikipedia, there has been persistent speculation that the dead man was a spy due to the circumstances and historical context of his death. At least two sites um, relatively close to Adelie were of interest, Adelie, Australia, wherever he was, he died, right? Um, or interest to spies, apparently. Apparently we know what's interest to spies. Uh, the Radium Hill Uranium Mine and the Wilmura Test Range, an Anglo-Australian military facility. The man's death coincided with the reorganization of Australian security agencies which would culminate in the following year with the founding of the Australian Security Intelligence Organization. So they got their FBI that same year. This would be the fo this would be followed by a crackdown on Soviet espionage in Australia, which was revealed by intercepts of Soviet communications under the Viona project, which is another thing. Another theory concerns Alf Boxall who was reportedly involved in intelligence work during an immediate during and immediately after World War II um, in 1970 in a 1978 television interview uh, Stuart Littlemore asks Mr. Boxall um, you had been working hadn't you in an intelligence unit before you met this young woman Jessica Harkin, Harkins whoever he's talking about um, did you talk about her at all in reply, Boxall says no, and when asked if Harkins could have known, Boxall replies, not unless somebody else told her. When Littlemore suggests in this interview that there have been espionage connected to the dead man in Adelaide, Adelaide, whatever, Australia, Boxall replies, it's quite mellow, it's a quite melodramatic thesis, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Boxall's Army Service records suggest that he served initially in the 4th Water Transport Company before being seconded to the North Australia Observer Unit, a special operations unit, and that during his time with the, the Nau Nauu, right, the NAOU. Uh, Boxall rose rapidly in rank, being promoted from Laps Corporal to Lieutenant within three months. So I don't know. I don't know what the relation to this. Uh, I guess the only thing is it's it's another speculation. This Alf Boxall guy, um, who was involved in this, uh, what you would call, I guess, the uh, Australian FBI, the NAOU, 
And um, that was his speculation. But at the same time, like, he didn't give a lot of information. He kind of, like, dodged the question, too. But that that's that's another theory, right? It's one of the things they go, well, you know, it's probably what it is. And that, that's kind of, like, my logic right away after reading all the, the weird stuff. And I only say that because these are, like things that I see in movies. <laughs> right. You know, I watch plenty of movies to say, you know. You know, Yakov actually says that he blames the Jays, whatever that means. Uh, the Jews, probably. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably talking, He's talking about, about Mossad, right? Isn't that what it's you called? Know, you, you know Yakov. <laughs> no, <laughs> Come on. I wanted he you was to on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be the one that got uh, blacklisted. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's, it's the, we always say Jew is it's the derogatory epithet for it is the same as the actual term for it. So you can say you can say Jew, or you can say Jews. <laughs> you have to do and it like this. Day. You have to go like this when you say it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So uh, yeah. I don't so know. you think it was? So uh, I'll go ahead, please. No, yeah, I, I, if, if you're asking me what I think it was, my and again, that's just because I've watched too many movies, you know, and seen seen pretty much all of Archer, you know. <laughs> like my first instinct is this was a spy. He effed up. He probably like here's what I think happened. I'll give you like my rundown of what happened. He was this was this guy was a spy or a hitman, like theoretically, right? Like this is my logic. This is how I see everything went down. If I was the detective, this is how I would like plan it. I'd say Create this is what the happened. Timeline for me. Yeah, create, create the timeline. So this guy was a hitman. He had a job to kill somebody. He probably did kill somebody. He had this like note that he was like, I have to tell them that um, that I completed the job, but I have to do it like coded, right? Like I have to do it coded because it's a group of like people that like you know whatever they this is how they do it. And according to John Wick uh, movies, that's how it works. You know, you have all these little secret things that happen and, you know, little hidden rooms and hidden words and all these things that, like, you know, shows that you've completed the job and what have you. So he gets this book and he goes, they'll figure it out when I give them this note that says it's finished because it's, you know, in a different language, but they'll just see it and they'll already know because they're all educated or at the very least they know how to do their research into uh, deciphering a different language, right? So he's got it in his pocket. He's ready to go take it to the spot. And then some other dude shows up and is like, you know too much. <laughs> <laughs> and But he doesn't, he doesn't, uh, or, or maybe because, you know, that would imply that he'd probably often with a gun. So, so maybe he runs into a fellow assassin, right? And this uh, guy goes, hey, let's go get a beer, man. <laughs> and then he just fills up the guy's beer with some, like, whatever poison you know what did he call it uh the the car the carcinogens or the cyanide yeah, basically and he, he like fills the whole thing up the whole glass up with that and then puts in a little beer and then it's like drink it like we did like we did with the guy when we, when we gave him <laughs> diarrhea and we <laughs> we we had them like we pushed the 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 uh, the beer up a little bit, so like, drink up, buddy. <laughs> hey, by the way, and this then, picture know, that's on the screen right now, we're in the bullpen and we're discussing the case, just in case yeah, you yeah, were wondering yeah, what that is. Yeah. I've got my feet up on the desk and I'm going, <laughs> this is what happened. This is what happened right here. I'm going to tell you. We got a and bunch so, of we got a bunch of uniforms ready to get out there and go track down your uh, <laughs> test your theory. So give yeah, give yeah. them a good and rundown. So, so 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 once he, he realizes that he's sick. Um, 
he t- he takes him to a bathroom and he goes, no, no, throw up in the toilet, man. You can throw up, throw up in the toilet. You were just drunk, man. You're just drunk, right? And then once he gets all the vomit out and throws up and whatever, he helps him, cleans him off, and then he drags him out out to a place where he can leave him to die, which is probably the beach. Or maybe maybe he knew, like, okay, here's the the final scene in the movie is the guy realizes he's dying. And he tells the other assassin, he's like, I knew this day would come. And he's like, just stay with me while I die. Right? <laughs> and he does the he does that scene where he like takes, he's like, I want to see the ocean one last oh, time, yeah, man. That's and so one. he takes takes him out to the ocean and he's, he's like, see, man, see, see, there it is. And as he's like helping him die, he's watching him die. He's also his comrade, but he knew he had to kill him right at some point. So there he is going, all right, man, like there's the ocean. You can see it. And he's like, hold me, don't don't leave me, you know? And so he stays there with him until he dies. And then once he dies, the other assassin just gets up and walks away all cold, like, you know? Like, um, professional and that's what courtesy. I think happened. Yeah, it's a professional courtesy yeah, amongst hitmen, yeah, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Don't leave me, man. You know, man, you know that scene? <laughs> yeah, no, I get, I, and I agree with you. I think that's a good way to close that out that that thing out but my question is there's more to it that we need to address though b i'm the other detective that's always that's always challenging you uh from across across the hall and um you know i'm the young guy who's more like who i bring something new to the table because you're just quick to hey let's uh let's close this out i want i'm done with this case i think we got it figured out i want to go home and bang my wife uh, you know, right. but I'm the young guy, the young single guy who still wants to do make sure that justice is served and that we've considered right. all angles right. before we go to the press. And I have political aspirations, and I, I want to run for mayor of um, whatever city that we're in in Australia. <laughs> city council. Yeah, I want to run. I want to become the city councilman, and uh, so I have. I want to make sure that we cover everything. That way, I can use that, and I can say. I was the cop that never gave up on a case. You know, I never let anybody, uh, whatever. Uh, so my question to you is, what about the socks, V? Tell me about why were there no. Let's talk about the. Let's talk about the briefcase. We know that it was his because yeah, the key was yeah. in his pocket, uh, and we were yeah. able to track it down. And we found the briefcase, and it had those items in it. And I'll refresh your memory. There was, you know, there was the pair of pants with the sand in the cuffs. No, there was scissors. the scissors, the knife. The knife. Uh, what else did we have? We the had slippers. screwdriver, slippers, the electrician yeah. screwdriver, um, and uh, I think that was it for the useful stuff. But there was no socks. So explain to me why, where did the sand come from in the pants? Did that play a part? The sand wasn't in the pants. It was in the cuffs of his mm-hmm. shirt. No, the cuffs of his pants, like the bottom. You know, when the pants at the bottom I they kind of curl up. No, uh-uh, they were in the cuffs. Back of in the day, yeah, yeah, back in the day, trousers did that. They curled up. You roll or you rolled him up. Or here's the thing: uh, uh, maybe he had visited the beach before, and that's why his cuffs were rolled up, is because he had been out on the sand. But there are a lot of questions about that suitcase. I'll say, or briefcase. I'll say, because the uh, the items in there were just odd, and the lack of socks. I mean, the only thing I could. I mean, my only logic is that just maybe he like maybe. Just, just maybe he didn't like to wear socks. That's the only theory I have on yeah, that. Yeah, well, it's if, maybe's, maybe the guy was if like... maybes and buts were candies and nuts, detective, <laughs> you know, we don't operate on maybes around here. Maybe they did back in the old days, but we don't do that anymore. So I need you to explain to me definitively why there were no socks. 
No, I got nothing on that one, Come man. Come on, detective. There's, I, I can't even draw anything. Well, okay. My only lo logic is, like, maybe the other killer, the guy that offed him, had to take some of the socks for some reason. Like, maybe there was something that those socks were used for that he had to get rid of because they were evidence. That's my only logic. And that, and, like, he just maybe he didn't like wearing socks. <laughs> they said he had slippers. Who wears socks with slippers? But if he was, if he had four pairs of underwear, it was obviously an extended stay. And, right. uh, you know, so he would have socks for when he was out and about. Maybe. But he never packed any shoes either. Because he was wearing shoes, Xander. How many pairs of shoes do you need to bring with you on vacation? You need your slippers, you need your shoes, and you wear your shoes, right? So why no socks? Come on, rookie. Xander's the, the he's the uniform that's sitting in the back trying to help out. You can't yeah, hang I with don't the know. big dogs. If you know. can't hang with the big dogs, keep your puppy ass back on the porch. That's what they say back then. Remember those shirts that they used to wear? The big dog shirts? You don't. This is a nineties thing, Xander. This is before you existed. Um uh, I don't know. I don't know. That is a it is a, 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 a kind of a weird thing though, like and it's it's it like like the, my only logic is that maybe he just didn't like wearing socks, but at the same time, like that that would be really rare. That would be a really rare thing, and like you know, it, it seems too no. Like it's uh, like I can't. Like my gut tells me that's not what it was, and so my other uh, like far fetched is to say there those were taken, like his socks were taken or left somewhere, or maybe he was in a rush. Okay, here's a thought. Maybe he was in a rush from somewhere that he had his shoes off, and, and he didn't... Well, no, he would have to have more socks then, right? I don't know, man. That's a weird one. I, I'm stumped. See, we can't close this case until we figure out where the socks are. <laughs> <laughs> the question of the socks. Why didn't this guy pack socks, for God's sake? He packed a, a dang scissors and a screwdriver for some reason, Maybe but he doesn't pack socks, socks. What an asshole. What an asshole. Maybe, maybe he used scissors to cut off his socks and use them for something. Why would you need that much... Why would you need that many cutting tools to cut your socks off, rookie? Yeah. Okay, yeah, here, Xander, like... you solved this case. Pause your game for a minute and you solved this case. You want to be a detective? No. Well, it's too late. You've already... You've already put in your application. The chief's already looking it over. <laughs> Prove it. Prove that you're ready to become one of the big dogs. The big swangin' dicks. No. That's what they were called back then. They called them dicks. No. You don't want to be a detective? No. Well, then put your little white gloves on and go direct traffic. And leave it to us. No. The, um... Did you just tell, did you just tell a senior officer no? Correct. I had to take your badge and gun. The, uh, I don't have a gun. Well, then you're I'm a horrible cop. You're a horrible cop. <laughs> what are you even doing in here? Oh, you're one of those Make-A-Wish Foundation kids who's, like, allowed to be Maybe, a uh, he, uh, no, so, but man. <laughs> like, okay, if he packed four pairs of underwear, that would imply that at the very least he's staying for four days, which would mean four sets of socks, right, to go with that. Like, you would assume the guy, a, a normal person changes their socks every day, right? So if, if a normal person changes his socks every day, then that would imply that there should be at least four pairs of socks to go with the four pairs of underwear, right? So either he didn't like wearing socks at all, or those four pairs of socks are just missing entirely. It's pretty baffling that we're stuck on this. I, I, I mean, 
it seems relevant, but but at the same time, like I don't know, man. Like part of me goes, ah, what, like what does that matter? But then at the same time, like you kind of go, like it, it's too weird to not have to observe. It's too weird to go, ah, forget about it. Who cares about the socks when that could be the most crucial part of the information about the case? This case, this could blow the case wide open, man. If we could solve the mystery of the socks. <laughs> You know what I mean? You know what Mike said? Mike said maybe he was hoping to get a pink sock from somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) He was, that's, that was his gimmick. Prolapsed anus. (laughs) That was his gimmick when he, when he killed somebody, he'd create a pink sock, um, (laughs) out of their, uh, innards. So the whole thing Mm -hmm. hinges on these socks, right? Now the only alternative, and I'll, I'll switch gears. I'll be the other cop across the way, across the bullpen, who's like, well, like, I see where you're both coming from. But at the same time, maybe it was a one or two day trip and he packed four pairs of underwear because he was a chronic um, pants shitter. Right. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he oh, he brought extra underwear everywhere because oh, he yeah. was like he, ha- he, he had the irritable, irritable bowel. bowel. He had yeah. IBS. Yes. Um, and yeah. nobody, you know, the the medical examiner didn't reveal any of that information and it's difficult to constantly sharding that's what happened yeah and it's you know and the problem with that is a medical examiner could wouldn't be able to really notice that because when you die you shit everywhere anyways so it's not like it would be weird for the medical examiner when he like removed the clothing he's like oh there's shit in his underwear like in reality that just happens all the time. So he wouldn't think we always it, have but... to get into the gross stuff, right? Yeah. You know, when you die, you die, you shit on yourself. And there's probably <laughs> shit in his pants. Anyway. So, um, I want, what, what I'd like for is everybody in the chat for the next couple minutes, give us your, uh, where you think the socks went. Like, I don't really care about anything else. If we can close this case out now, uh, all we need to do is we need to figure out where the socks went. And I want to hear from the audience, where the socks are uh now in the meantime is there anything else that we need to close this case out i think uh i think that about covers it yeah that's about it jay coop said i, I mean, got it uh, guys the assassin spy that killed him yeah found the original guy on their secret codes in his extra socks and had to take them back to the motherland to decode the secrets of the aussies <laughs> could be it it's a pretty good one I mean, is there any other speculation that we can add to it? You know, like, like, is there anything that you could say, like, it was aliens? <laughs> is there well, any reason you know that what? makes you go, it was aliens? I... Or was it, par- was it paranormal? Was so, it killed by a ghost? My thing, originally, when I first heard this, I was like, it's too weird to be a normal, um, a normal death or a normal situation. Like, a, a spy getting killed, that's normal. That's a, that's a business hazard right um so i don't think that's weird uh but when i first read this i thought it was weird because just i mean because of all the stuff that we've already mentioned if we remove the spy aspect from it just you know wipe that from Mm -hmm. your mind for a minute yeah yeah, yeah, pretend he wasn't a spy and we have reason to believe that he's not a spy if you do that it becomes impossible to be a normal situation it either mm-hmm. it's either it's a binary thing he's either a spy or it's ultra paranormal uh yeah. whether that be aliens ghosts demons whatever there's no wiggle room because everything else is just so weird about the case 
it has to be one or the other. And at first, when I first heard it, I don't think I thought spy. I think even when I read that, I think I, for whatever reason, I had a, an instinct where um, I thought uh, I didn't. I didn't think that that was accurate. But now that I'm looking at it, uh, you know, I'm. I think that it could be a spy, but at the same time, I do think that there's an element of paranormal that comes with like the code when I'm thinking of that code I'm thinking of um what's his name the Zodiac remember because that code kind of looks a little bit like oh yeah 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 Uh, that's interesting so I think and I think the Zodiac has been tied to um occultism uh a couple times I mean we know he was a serial killer but uh, and I think even the motives behind it, he was never caught. Um, so I think maybe uh, the letters aren't the same or anything. I, I don't believe. I remember the Zodiac having some weird characters, and there were no weird characters in this in this code. But I think that there's quite possibly an element of paranormal. I just don't know what it is. I don't think it's aliens this time. You know, I don't like to. Uh, I don't like to blame the aliens, but I will when I think it's them. And I don't think that this was aliens this time. I think I'm quick to blame demons, though. Uh, Or I don't think it was ghosts. I think it was, if anything, it was demons. But I'm trying to draw that connection from there. Um, Could it have had something to do with the occult? Maybe. And I I don't think we have enough time. I didn't even think about that, really, while Mm -hmm. I was researching it. So I don't yeah. have a good theory for you in a way that we could tie it to that. I think yeah. this is one of those, unfortunately, this is one of those kind of like not cut and dry because we don't have an answer. But I think it was, I think spy is extremely likely. And I think that answers yeah. all the questions. If we, if we assume that he was a spy and this, this character that they went and tracked down who got involved in the... Uh, special forces or whatever of the Australian army back in World War II uh, who went from Lance Corporal to Lieutenant like that in three months yeah Box box all yeah Yeah. uh, I think that's obviously a uh, um, I think that there's some and his that was the one whose his wife uh, was the one who wouldn't look at the bust or whatever and or the the cast and the cast yeah he he obviously knew him she obviously knew him the dude was in the special forces and they knew the guy so presumably he was in the special forces and they didn't want to they wanted to deny knowing him so mm-hmm. there's some kind of connection there and i think saying anything other than spy is it would be an exercise in like stretching and really just like grasping at straws uh xander says mm-hmm. ha, uh, says he has a um theory on if it's paranormal xander this better be good right. come on rookie okay uh you know how some people actually believe that there are some kind of like monsters and stuff in the ocean if there is any truth to those myths that could be what killed him and then tossed him back on land so a monster killed him and tossed him back on land 
what kind of monster in the ocean um, has the ability to to do that to like poison him who do you think So poison his blowfish threw him back on land, and he was no, dry. He back on oh, and he, and he floated back on land and, and slid up the shore. <laughs> <laughs> the um... there was this thing called high tide, right? <laughs> but how come the high tide didn't like wash him back out whenever it was still trying to scoop him up, or when he was up on the beach? So we're going to we're going to go with the poisonous blowfish theory. Or jellyfish. <laughs> but what about the socks, rookie? Where are the socks? Yeah. If you want socks? your theory to be them. taken seriously, <laughs> from the briefcase that was in the locker? Yes. All right. Well, let's just close it out so that V can go home, or Detective V can go home and bang his wife. <laughs> the, um, yeah, right. V, did you have anything else? I think we're coming up on our on our closing no, point. Uh, Buzz Busby said the Aborigines stole the socks to huff petrol with. I like that the one. The Abos. And uh, <laughs> Jay Coop says I still like the spy. Uh, taking the. Someone says the lady recognized him. Oh, because he said, because Jay Coop said that um, that they they found the original guy hid hid secret codes in his extra socks and they had them taken back to the motherland to decode the, the secrets of the Aussies. That's how he was getting his message to the <laughs> to the motherland. To Mother Russia. To Mother Russia. Dos Veronia. I believe that one more than any That the people stole, the aborigines stole it? Or the spy, another spy stole the socks with the codes in them? Yeah. Hmm. How reckless would that be? Uh, to be a spy, and you have the codes to decipher messages on your person. You know what I mean? Like, or on and of all places, on your socks. I mean, he was I don't just know. one of those guys that had to like write notes on his hand and like cheat. You know? <laughs> he was he was the nineteen forties version. He wasn't a very good spy. <laughs> he had all of his. I stuff. mean, if he was like like let's be honest, if he was if he was a spy, the fact is is he was dead, which would make him not a very good spy. <laughs> By default, right? Yeah, that's a, you know, a dead spy is not a very good spy. Right? <laughs> Jay Coop says, in Mother Russia, socks wear you. <laughs> Yakov Smirnov said that. Um, that's a classic, Yakov Smirnov. He's like, uh, no, you know what? He he did the, uh, um, the memento. He got the codes tattooed all over. Instead of having them oh, tattooed yeah. on himself, he wrote them on his socks. He would write notes that only he could trust on his socks. And that's how come... And then he hid the... So he's a good spy, because he yeah. at least hid the codes, right? In a different locker, maybe. And, uh... Which makes him, like, a mediocre spy, because they're still within reach. <laughs> but, uh... that That's yeah. really the only thing uh, that I think that we can... We can surmise. I think we can close this yeah. one out. Can you imagine yeah, the right. board? Can you imagine the board? Like, when they put, like, the <laughs> pictures, and they've got yeah. this yarn or whatever... And then yeah, somebody the string, puts up a yeah. picture of the the socks with a question mark. It all goes it. back to the socks, man. <laughs> it all goes back to the socks. If we can solve that, <laughs> yeah, we can close this no, one out. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, 
I just like I like the idea of a pair like and then all the other cops are like picking on that one cop that won't drop it and they're like leaving <laughs> socks on his desk or yeah. whatever and they're like hey rookie hey uh you know hey detective so-and-so and they throw a bag of socks on his table or on his desk and they're like I found the evidence go ahead and bag it and put it in the evidence locker <laughs> yeah yeah just some trying socks. to get him to shut down <laughs> leaving socks on his desk to prank him and and There's then, just uh, socks, rookie. And they dip him in water, and then they swing him and whip him when he's in the shower with the sock. He's like, hey, what was that? And he's like, I found the sock, rookie. And then, uh, yeah. you know, and then the other rookie, they're they're taking uh, jellyfish or uh, puffer fish and doing the same thing. They wrap him up and whip him. Here's your jellyfish. I found him. <laughs> Tossing him and sticking to him while he's in the shower, getting shocked. Um, or other types of jellyfish. Did, you ever, did they ever say that to you when you were like... Uh, when you're taking a shower, did you have the um, what do you call them? The tr- the shower trailers in Iraq. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, of course. And then yeah, like yeah. Uh, I remember one time I left, and the first sergeant like stopped me. He's like, "Hey, I better not find any jellyfish on the floor of that uh, <laughs> that thing." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. jellyfish. Like, oh, that, this is why we wear shower shoes because oh, these yeah, are pretty exactly. dudes. Now I think I've All right, what's your theory, rookie? So uh, there are botched jellyfish tech that even a little bit of their poison can stop the heart of someone and he must have been floating near shore and someone saw him and thought that he might have been alive and they brought him and then they found out he was dead and just left him and then never bothered to call the police yeah they just left they him i might be inclined him. to just leave a dead body and not call the police because then you're a suspect right yeah. like oh there's a dead body like and then like think about all the stuff that you got to go through with that and like you don't know the guy right theoretically you don't know him so already no one's going, gonna oh, believe they're gonna you take me say, to court i'm yeah. gonna have to prove that i'm not the guy that killed him and you know and, and, or you just leave it and no one's gonna believe you when you show up like you call the police hey i found a dead body and then they say well do you know this man and you go no i just i happened to be walking along the beach and i found him here and he was dead and then like nobody's gonna believe that and then you can't yeah. have an alibi either because then they're like well you're the one who found him nobody else knew yeah. he was there and you're yeah. telling us that you have you don't know this guy and you pulled him out of the yeah, water. Yeah, and then this, like and this then is worse is the this circumstances is of his death are all weird. Yeah, you know? exactly. So I don't know. That's, yeah, I don't know, detective, could rookie. Be true. It could be true. Could be. Could be a lot of things, but it still leaves us wondering where the socks, where those socks are. Jay Jay Coop said, Lieutenant, the socks are the key to all of this. I forget who it was. <laughs> Somebody said when we were taught when we had the screen up with the the bullpen, they said, "Get these hotheads out of here." <laughs> <laughs> I wanted Classic. to laugh at the time, but we were in the middle of something. Remember that? Uh, remember that? And then somebody else said, "Good cop, bad cop." Remember when I used to talk about that? Um, those characters that I was going to write a story about called uh, "Tall Cop, Short Cop." <laughs> <laughs> like, one of them is like six and a half feet tall and the other one's a midget and then they're like yeah. both cops and they work to get their partnered up because for whatever reason because it's hilarious but they get yeah. partnered up and uh when they they do crap like uh they're like man i can't reach the ladder and then he's like you know i'm i'm six and a half feet tall but i still can't reach it and he's like here put me on your shoulders <laughs> and, he <hops> up and, <laughs> and then instead of <laughs> and then instead of having the good cop bad cop routine they do the tall cop shark <laughs> 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 So when they're interrogating, the, when they're interrogating the suspect, he goes, 
He goes, I've had it up to here. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> He's like, my temper's getting real <laughs> short, good. you know. That's... My fuse is getting real short, if you know what I mean. You know, like the midget or whatever. <laughs> Just short people. It's all, it's all like height puns. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the suspect's like, all right, all right, enough. He's like, I'll tell you who did it. <laughs> you know, but yeah, the tall cop, short cop routine. And um, watch it's not a real thing. <laughs> I made it up. <laughs> no way it would be a real thing. It's too ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, so, uh, uh, got, man. man, I wish, uh, <laughs> oh, I wish they would have tracked down those socks, we could have closed this out, yeah. but what can you do? Shame. V, what do you got, uh, you got anything to say to the crowd before no, we close thanks, out here? thanks, guys for always tuning in. I was, I always say, like, I appreciate that these guys actually put aside time to listen to us rant and talk about weird crap, and mostly, like, half of me just cackling, going, hey, <laughs> <laughs> about whatever but yeah you guys are great and don't forget to follow us on the tweeter and the face or i don't know i don't think i'm on Facebook. i'm not on facebook but you can follow if we have a page on facebook i'm sure yeah you it's can there. Follow i haven't been yeah. updating yeah. it but it's oh. there yeah um do you have any more talk cop short cop jokes no this is not talk cop short cop time oh. we'll do that with a baby <laughs> one of those booster seats in the squad car um but yeah, no, I appreciate you guys coming. Thanks for putting up with us while we had uh, while we had our technical difficulties and all that. And next week we should be back on track because, you know, at least we know now that all this crap got erased at the last minute. And uh, you know, I'll be on uh, Skinwalker tapes on Friday. We're gonna be talking about ghosts. Uh, the the good people over at Skinwalker tapes invited me over to chat with them. So if you want to tune in on there. I'll, uh, I'm sure we'll retweet the the link when it pops up on Friday, but we'd love to have you there if you're not already following Skinwalker Tapes. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, follow us on Twitter. You already did that. And check out the uh, check out the shop uh, for our merch, man. Oh yeah, we don't mention be, that. We're enough. supposed to be doing that, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the um, yeah, go to our uh, Redbubble. It's on the. I'm sure we've we posted it on the... It's on every single episode on YouTube. If you go in the description, you'll see the link. It'll say buy our merch. Or if you go to www.youhadmeatbigfoot.com, it'll have a little button at the bottom that says buy our shit, and you can click on it. It'll take you to the Redbubble link, and you can still get the uh, logo and the You Had Me at Dickfoot and yeah. uh, Slenderman and Accounting. We're, we're working on some we new shirts, too. Keep that in mind. Some new stuff, some new logos, and stuff that um you'll be like we always have like a funny thing that we're like that should be on a shirt and so we're we're working on some stuff like that too so just so you guys know look, i look forward to that probably some funny lines from the show too maybe we'll throw in there yeah we need to do more of those because um you know that's what uh that's the big thing that uh that's the big thing that yakov pushes what do you call it yakov the um t-shirt nationalism or something <laughs> but yeah that's uh we need to get back in or we need to be selling stuff and i appreciate anybody who's bought anything from the store we appreciate it i know there's been a lot of uh, sticker purchases which is awesome uh and um uh, yeah that's about it i think um if you've got any ideas for the show go ahead and send them to us we'd surely appreciate it xander what do you have to say that's so important Because I only have the one shirt. Oh. And then I wear the the remember that Wendigo shirt that I wear? Yeah. 
That's actually from somebody else's show. I wear that one more. Than, <laughs> I wear that one more than I wear my own stuff. Um, okay, but yeah, that's it. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, you know, like I said, buy the merch. Follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and if you've got any ideas for the show, send them to us. I'm trying to go through all the bases again. Buy our shit. What else didn't I say, Xander? What do they say on your little YouTube shows when they close out? Uh, an outro? Yeah, but what do they say? Do an outro for the show, Xander. I'm putting you on the spot. Mm. This is the worst outro I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> dead air. Yeah, dead air. That's what they call that. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Are you interested in advertising on You Had Me at Bigfoot? Oh, hell no! Reach out to us at contact at youhadmeatbigfoot.com.